Right on radio. Right on radio. And welcome to Right on Radio. For this bonus edition episode, it's going to be done in a little bit of a backwards order. Because we just did an interview on YouTube with guest Sarah Westall, and Jesse, of course, is there as well, to feature this documentary that I'm about to play to you. Now, this documentary we cannot put up on YouTube. It's only about 11 minutes, and in case you're coming here from YouTube, you've just heard the interview, you're coming here to hear this documentary, I'm not going to delay it any longer. But if you are just listening to this Podbean episode, then you can listen to the documentary, which is about 11 minutes, and I'm going to put the audio from the uh interview we did with Sarah at the end of this episode. So you can have it both ways, or you can hit the uh, the watch link down below and be directed to YouTube if you want to see the faces. But otherwise, you'll be able to get everything right here, right now, on Right On Radio. Right on, right on, right on. Welcome to Business Game Changers, I'm Sarah Westall. The intention of this mini documentary is for people to share with those family members and friends who have not had access to this information. It is important for everyone to realize that a First Amendment is specifically there to protect people's right to access information that those in power do not want you to see. We are in a time where medical information not supporting the official narrative is being withheld, heavily censored, or banned. The establishment wants you to believe that they are only shielding you from disinformation that will potentially harm you and put the health of your family at risk. I believe there is sufficient evidence proving that this is simply not true, and I intend you to show you that evidence today. In an enlightened free society, people have the right to access information and make their own decisions about their lives, their bodies, and their family's welfare. Every human being is born with this natural right, and any obstruction towards this goal is a violation of basic human rights. The studies and data discussed is all available at sarahwestall.com. For a vaccine to be necessary, it is important that no effective and safe treatment exists that can eradicate the disease. In the case of COVID-19, the CDC and those in positions of influence have been telling people that effective treatments do not exist and that a vaccine is our only way out of brutal lockdowns and school closures. This is simply not true. There are two treatments that have been shown to be highly effective with no side effects and are very affordable. There are likely more treatments as well, but I'm gonna focus on two highly effective ones that have already been fully demonstrated and tested. The first treatment was shared by Dr. Richard Bartlett. He shared a simple asthma inhalant coupled with an antibiotic and zinc. He first made waves last year with his viral video about his incredible success treating COVID-19 patients with a common asthma inhalant. He was vilified by the media and by Dr. Anthony Fauci. However, recent studies, including one out of Oxford University, have since validated his claims, stating that the majority of hospitalizations and death could have been avoided with this simple treatment. I have shared a description and a link to a video describing this treatment at sarahwestall.com. The second treatment, and one that is not only effective for COVID-19, but also for many other illnesses, including the entire family of COVID-19, 
bacterial pneumonia, Ebola, and many others is called chlorine dioxide solution, or CDS for short. The treatment has been banned in the United States and has been vilified by the media, but the U.S. Navy has successfully used it for treating Ebola. This shows clearly that the medical establishment within the CDC and our military knows full well that CDS is highly effective and safe. And for those that still don't know or are unaware of Navy's use of CDS, they can read the studies. The most recent stage three trials led by Dr. Andreas Kalker out of Switzerland shows its effectiveness. The treatment is now being used in over 24 countries by over 4,000 doctors and has successfully treated more than 20,000 people and quite a bit more by now. Currently, there are over 60,000 medical professionals involved in learning and sharing its effectiveness around the world. You can hear Dr. Kalker in his own words on how this treatment works and how medical professionals can learn more about how to legally administer it to patients on my website at sarahwestel.com. Both of the treatments mentioned cost only a few dollars each to administer. They also could easily be widely available if governments allow their use. While I just showed you that there are effective and affordable treatments that exist, the establishment, however, still wants everyone to take the vaccine. For a vaccine to be necessary, a set of conditions need to exist. First, no effective, affordable, and widely available treatment exists. Two, the vaccine is safe and effective. And three, the disease is sufficient enough risk to warrant a vaccine. Since we already established number one, the other two conditions do not matter. But for the sake of this argument, and since the medical establishment is still heavily pushing the vaccine, it is important to cover the safety and effectiveness of these vaccines. There are multiple indicators now that show that COVID vaccines are not only not safe, but are also not very effective. After all, the CDC in its latest report said that they do not know if those taking the vaccine will still contract the disease and or spread it to others. Regardless of its effectiveness, there exist serious concerns about the safety of the vaccines. According to data released March 5, 2021, by the CDC, the number of injuries and deaths reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, also called VARS, following COVID vaccine continues to climb. Between December 14, 2020 and February 26, a total of 25,212 total adverse effects were reported to VARS, including 1,265 deaths and 4,424 serious injuries. Here's a graph showing how the total adverse events break down. While these adverse effects seem bad, as a percentage of the population, it's not that extreme if no effective treatments exist. But effective treatments do exist, and I've already shown that the data shows that those treatments would produce less deaths and less side effects. But there are more potential safety issues with the vaccines, and these potential issues are far worse. I'm going to show three areas of concerns that have been pointed out by studies and medical professionals regarding the vaccines. There are likely more risks, but I'm only going to focus on these three. The first concern is whether the COVID vaccines cause permanent infertility. I previously published a report in a mini documentary on this issue that you can find at sarahwestel.com. The report states, former Pfizer head of respiratory research, Dr. Michael Yeadon, and the former head of the public health department, Dr. Wolfgang Woodarg, 
or have filed a petition for a stay of action asking the European Medicine Agency to suspend phase three of the clinical trials for Pfizer, BioNTech, vaccine, and all other clinical trials. They cite significant safety concerns and request all trials are halted until specific criteria outlined in their state action is met, which will ensure efficiency and safety. Eden and Wardon claim that it's not only possible the vaccine could provoke serious, unwanted antibody and immune reactions, but it must be absolutely ruled out that a vaccine would not render women infertile by disrupting their placentas should they become pregnant. Again, you can see the petition, the studies, and my report or documentary at sarahwestel.com. The second concern is whether RNA-based vaccines inactivates tumor-suppressing proteins, which would produce significantly increased cancer rates. Scientists at Sloan Kettering found in their recent clinical research that the information-carrying molecule, messenger RNA, can instruct human cells ultimately in the same way as cancer drivers, playing a major role in causing cancer to thrive while inactivating natural tumor-suppressing proteins the human body creates to save you from cancer. You can learn more about this study if you go to the Sloan Kettering website and search for the article, Scientists Find Cancer Drivers Hiding in RNA, Not DNA. It is important to note that they state that the specific RNA cells discussed in their research are not involved in mRNA-based COVID vaccines. But there was no follow-up studies to show that their statement is factually true. In the world of ethical science, further studies would need to be conducted to prove that fact. A simple one-line statement does not suffice considering the broad function they found within RNA cells and our primitive or infancy understanding of how RNA really works. The third and most concerning issue is whether RNA-based vaccines cause long-term adverse effects that are worse than the disease they are trying to treat. A recent study by Clausen Immunotherapies on 1-1821 raises some serious questions about the long-term consequences of RNA-based vaccines. The study points out that vaccines have been found to cause a host of chronic, late-developing adverse effects. Some adverse effects, like type 1 diabetes, may not occur until three to four years after a vaccine is administered. Further, it states that RNA-based vaccines offer special risk of inducing specific adverse events. One such potential adverse event is prion-based diseases caused by activation of intrinsic proteins to form prions. A wealth of knowledge has been published on a class of RNA-binding proteins shown to participate in causing a number of neurological diseases, including Alzheimer's disease and ALS. Further, the study states that prions are known to cause ALS, front temporal lobar degeneration, Alzheimer's disease, and other neurological de degenerative diseases. The enclosed finding, as well as additional potential risks, leads the author to believe that regulatory approval of the RNA-based vaccines for SARS-CoV-2 was premature and that the vaccine may cause much more harm than benefit. Again, you can find the study at sarahwestall.com. The concern that the COVID vaccines can cause more harm than actual disease it's targeting has been sidelined in the quest to get a vaccine to everyone. Considering that very effective therapeutics for COVID-19 exist that bring the fatality rate and side effects to near zero, why are we even remotely considering an unproven and potentially risky vaccine? 
Other preventative options and treatments exist. However, you will not find them easily in the mainstream media. In fact, the propaganda media and establishment has been working hard to persuade people from believing anything effective exists outside of taking a vaccine. You just have to look at the fake and shocking Lancet study they did on hydroxychloroquine to come to that disappointing conclusion. The combination of nearly 100% effective therapeutics for COVID and a propaganda media and establishment that is working hard to obscure the existence of those treatments while pushing untested vaccines, implementing draconian lockdowns that are increasing suicides, depression, and other illnesses while destroying small businesses and delaying children's education is why lawsuits charging crimes against humanity have been initiated and are desperately needed. The lockdowns and economic destruction have increased starvation around the world. It is estimated by the United Nations that over 100 million more children who are in poverty will die or are dying of starvation due to these measures. We have never experienced in the history of the world so much death and destruction inflicted upon our human family caused by the decisions of other human beings. Nazi Germany, the Russian Bolshevik Revolution, and Chinese Mao-led communist takeover does not compare to this level of suffering. We must look at the bigger picture if we are to evolve as a human race and not revert to barbaric, short-sighted actions and remedies. You can learn more about the important lawsuit charging crimes against humanity at sarahwestall.com. Please share this very important documentary with those who are still shielded from this important information. Thank you for supporting independent journalism and my work. God bless. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome to this special edition of Right on Radio. Why is it special? Because it's a Monday. We've never done a broadcast on a Monday. But Mondays can be very, very particular because it's starting out the week and we have something that is super timely that needs to be discussed right now because we're all experiencing family members. And yes, we're going to talk about the gym jab. You know that thing where the doctor rolls up your sleeve and gives you a stab? Yes, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about a wonderful documentary that's just been made about it. First, I'm going to bring on to introduce Jesse. And then I want to bring on our guest, Sarah. Uh, most of the audience is going to know you, Sarah. Sarah Westall is, uh, has the syndicated show Business Game Changers. She's doing a lot in this truth movement. She's a business consultant. She's a systems engineer. She's super connected. And I'm a fan of her show as well. So you should check it out. Sarah, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be on here. It's a pleasure to have you. Of course, you and Jesse go back a ways now. Yeah, we've been doing shows for quite a while. We have. And she finally gets to see me in person right now, looking like <laughs> I actually have with some makeup on. Actually, she sees me in person, but I have my ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> we just do the laid back, relaxed show. <laughs> it's more like a tea. Yeah having tea together or something. <laughs> so Sarah, you've been in this fight for a while now, and you've been motivated to make a very important documentary lately. And by the way, we're going to be releasing this documentary. So stay tuned for the details on that. But 
I think I think the audience has an idea what we're talking about now. Of course, we're talking about treatments to a current thing that's going on around the world that's locked down people. Why did you make this documentary and why was it important to you? Well, I think because I've had multiple interviews and I had um, one with Dr. Kalker out of Switzerland and I've been reading and listening and all of a sudden I just said, I have to do this. And I, I, I don't know, sometimes I, when I decide I have to do it, it just, I become almost obsessed with doing something and it took me a couple of days and I'm, it was done. And this was one of those things. And a lot of times my mini documentaries, they either just completely flow out or it takes a lot longer. <laughs> and so this was one of those, just it flowed out. I needed, I just needed to do it. And it was because I, I was really bothered with the fact that we are, we have effective, affordable, very, very low, almost zero side effect treatments that have gone through phase three trials that are, you know, proven by Oxford University, that are proven by professionals all over the world. They're very affordable. They, they are what we should be using because people would recover at almost 100%. The one treatment by Dr. Bartlett, he uh, administered it to thousands of people by now and uh, even no more by now, but because a lot of other doctors are now picking it up. But in his protocol, he only had one person die and that was a 90, uh, she's either 94 or 96. And that was after 14 days of before she came in. And that is the only one that they, otherwise everybody's recovered, even people that were in intensive care. So you have that situation. And then you have the one with Dr. Kalker where he has, you know, there's a couple countries that, that use it as their standard of care. It's banned in the United States, but a couple people or countries use it as their standard of care. They've treated over 20,000 people. That was as of December. And so there's many more now. And there's over 60,000 medical professionals all over the world working together on a forum to help get this out to the world. And it's banned in the United States and it's very inexpensive. Our military used it to treat Ebola in the Navy. And so they know that it's effective, but yet it's banned in the United States. So my, the passion behind that is why are we doing experimental type things when we know that there are treatments that exist, one of the code of ethics of medicine and you know the Geneva Code, the the um, Nuremberg Code is that you know after World War II is that if there's effective treatments that exist that are affordable and there, there's no reason to do experimental type things on human beings, there just is no reason to do this. And so it's going against the very ethics of medicine. And I just don't hear people talking about it. You know, someone can tell me, you know, I source so many different medical studies. Everything is sourced with documentation. And in fact, you can go back to my website and look at all the, I have all the sources there underneath that documentary. But, you know, somebody can point to me and say, well, Sarah, you're not a medical professional. Okay, well, I have an engineering and science and math background. And I can tell, I can read too. And I can read that when something is, in a, is very affordable and is very, very effective without side effects, I know you don't have to be a medical professional for 20 years to know that that's what we should be doing because I can read too. 
And I think, you know, Sherry Tenpenny said that to me once. She goes, you know, they can read too. And I'm like, that is so true. You know, we are intelligent human beings. We can read the studies. We know we're seeing it. But nonetheless, I still pointed to medical professionals and studies and reputable organizations in the documentary to, to <coughs> prove everything that I'm talking about. It, that information is critical to get out to people because there is no reason for us to be doing experimentation on human beings. And something that has not done animal trials and has not had the long-term effects analyzed is experimentation. Yeah. No, I love how you brought, how you bring out in, in the documentary, um, all those facts, all the questions, you're really encouraging people to think for themselves. And I think that's the point that we're at is, you know, each person needs to do the studies. They need to read those. They need to come to their own conclusions based on that information, because it's not just like you have, you know, one or two that you're referencing there's such a mass amount and all the facts are lining in the same way. You know, the information is headed in the same direction and showing us, you know, the truth of, of how we should be viewing this. Exactly. And there is one, you know, with prion disease, which is, I, I reference a study and that study talks about the fact that there is an enormous amount of studies that have concluded the risk of prion disease with certain types of, uh, you know, the, the, the shot that they're getting. So it's, it, it's something that it, it, if people put the effort into it and learn for themselves and even doctors, cause I know a lot of medical professionals that go to go to medical school, they do not get this information in order to be a really highly functional medical doctor and get out of the indoctrination, they have to go out and read the studies. I had one medical professional tell me that, um, and this is not to do with their current um, pandemic type situation, but I had one medical professional tell me, and this kind of makes sense, that some of the best studies are for veterinarians because it's so much less expensive and they're able to do so much more studies. He goes, you can really learn a lot that'll really increase your knowledge on so many factors. And, and not just for doctors, really it's for uh, researchers. So they can take those studies and go to the next level with them. And that made so much sense because he was doing a lot of cancer research and, and how far they're able to go with animal studies in the vet veterinarian world versus the human being world because we have a big pharma that is controlling that it, it's just, it's so expensive. It used to be that we, there could be startup biomedical companies, you know, and th they had the ability to do that, but now that, you know, they've bought up all those companies and everything is so monopolized that it's so difficult for the smaller companies to do anything unless they go overseas and out of the United States and out of the big Western, you know, controlled environments. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most interesting things about this entire story is the fact that we cannot talk about it and doctors can't talk about it. You know, doctors come on uh, mass media, they come on to these platforms and they get deplatformed right away. Um, and, you know, there were these treatments were mentioned even by the former president, uh, right, you know, yes. in the beginning of this thing and he was lambasted for it. 
Uh, then they put out studies that were against it, which true proved to be completely false, of course. And well, and that study by Lancet, which I referenced in the documentary, was actually written by a porn writer. They wrote <laughs> it, none of them were <laughs> medical researchers. It wasn't it Stacey was Abrams, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it was such a lowbrow thing for a medical journal that's supposed to be the top in the most prestigious in the world and they're doing that. I mean, I think they they went down so many notches in credibility from that. I mean, now, from now that, why do you think they did this, Sarah? I'm sorry, what did you ask? What, why do you think they did this? Why do you think they've banned this information? Well, I had 10 doctors when I was on YouTube get banned. And the, the funny thing is, is that it's not funny, but the, the funny thing is, is that all of them that I that were banned, the narrative is now coming out where they were right. And they were right, right away. And that is um, very sad because if those doctors were listened to instead of Fauci and company, we would not have had the deaths and the suicides from these lockdowns. We would have a much better picture going on. Yeah. Why do I think it? I agree on that. I'm sorry, what did you say? Oh, I said, I believe you're right on that. Absolutely. Yes. It's very sad. And why? I think it's the COVID. I, oh, I'm sorry. Could you, I'm not supposed no, I think, to say I think you can say that. Uh, listen, it's real. We all, <laughs> it, it, it's a part of the reality. So I think we can say that. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm not even sure what I can say. My, I think my, my opinion is this is That's really right. an attack on the business engines of the country and of the world that are not part of the big corporation. I think it's part of that reset and they do want to take down the small businesses. Okay. So who flourished when all that happened and who failed? Bezos right? did really good. I, I think you have to follow the money, figure out who failed, who did well. And that gives you a huge indication of what they were trying to do and what they continue to try to do. And then you look at what are they still trying to cover up and what, you know, cause the nursing home situation, I think this whole Como thing is uh, mis uh, redirect all of his uh, women that he supposedly slept with, which he, I don't know, the guy's probably a creep, but regardless, is it a, is it a misdirection so that we're not looking at the true nursing home situation mm -hmm. across like six or seven States? And that's a serious, serious issue. I mean, we're, talking about possible died. I, I, seriously because they did it on purpose our state in Minnesota kept it going and I know I can talk about this or I should and if they ban this for this, this is sad because it was in this Star Tribune locally and this has been covered it, it should be covered in, uh, it should be all over the place but in Minnesota they kept sending people to nursing homes at least two months after New York stopped and it was already over there. So why, and why are they getting a pass? We were at over 80% of the people that died were from nursing homes in this state. And uh, they don't, they hardly ever get mentioned. Right. Hmm. It's, it, listen, genocide has been going on for thousands of years. It hasn't stopped and people need to wake up and realize this is real time. It's being reported, but it's misreported and there's always misdirections and they've put this cloud of confusion over every issue. You know, when you look at something as big as what's happening on the border right now, okay, and that's a very serious thing, 
But because all eyes are focused on it, I'm thinking, where are they not wanting me to look? Right. Well, yeah. And but I do think there's things going on at the border when there's 14,000 unaccompanied kids and they have a complete media blackout where the people can't, it's unprecedented where they can't see, the media is not able to see what's really going on. Nobody right. is. And when they do that, that means something's going on. And I just saw a report this morning that I republished on my website about busloads of kids that they go and they never come back, you know, Hotel California. And these are buses of immigrant children. And why are the immigrant children so vulnerable? The reason they're so vulnerable is because they are not trackable. No yeah. one is an advocate for them. Right. If they're not a company, then there's these poor people are sending their child here, sending them to human smugglers, not understanding who they're sending them through, thinking that they're, they're going to buy their child a better existence. And there's no advocate. And then there they are. You got this five-year-old, you got an eight-year-old with nobody there to protect them. Right. And that's what's happening. And so, and then if you bring, send them in this child protective services, you know, sure, there are wonderful foster care families and there are wonderful uh, social workers. I'm not going to say that there aren't because there really are. However, there are also trafficking networks within the child protective system. And these people, these poor kids that are not trackable or that have nobody to advocate for them are in some of those situations too. It's a boon for trafficking organizations. Well, and, and they're putting them in homes, you know, they're kind of silenced as well because, you know, they're even being put in situations where they're in homes where nobody speaks their language. So mm -hmm. even if they wanted to tell or report, there's no way for them to do that. Oh, that's they're interesting, Jesse. They are the most vulnerable human beings that could be, the most innocent, vulnerable. And if we can't care for them, who can we care for? And somebody else said, this was Dave Hodges, he said, if these people can do that to them, what will they do to you and me? Yeah. And I mean, they have laid their intentions out clearly that they want to do stuff to us. Well, and I think this documentary is really pointing to that. I want it, It's... It's meant to not be, to, to really get people to think so that, because so many of our loved ones are, are getting the, 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 the shot, right? And it's appalling to me because I mean, you know, I did a documentary, I'm doing everything I can, shouting at the top of my lungs, please, can't you just give it a couple years? Why, especially the young ones, the young ones, the, the uh, death rate it, it, for a healthy young person to get the shot is crazy because they are the the percentages you know i can read i can see what the risks are and the 99.9 percent survival and the risk of the vaccine we don't know because it didn't go through the proper you know it's still experimental so why would they it's like please please just give it a couple of years and this documentary is meant to like my site might be scary to somebody so i say um you can send the link directly to the video and people can watch that because it's not political mm -hmm. it's not it's all factual it, right. it should appeal to all sorts of people. It's not like you just see one type of person in there. I really tried to represent humanity as much as I could with the videos, I, the clips and stuff I had. And it, it, it's, I'm trying to get everyday people to at least think about it. 
And by the way, I didn't give out your website and you're right. It might be a little bit tough for if someone's not interested in all the truth stuff, it might be a little bit overwhelming, but the website is Sarah Westall. That's W E S T A L L Sarah Westall.com. You can go to her website. Uh, but also the documentary is called, Oh, humanity has a choice. Is that it? It's called Humanity's Decision. And, Humanity's and, Decision, and then yeah. Also say, yeah, that's the name on the, on the actual cover. And then I gave it a different title on the thing, which I shouldn't have done, but it's it just kind of to add to it. But it's, it's Humanity's Decision. Basically, it's up to us to decide how we want to move forward, whether we want these people to manipulate us. What do we really want? You know, do we, do we want to be experimental guinea pigs for these people? Do we want to take back our control of our own lives? And that's what they're doing. They're, they're controlling our medical, our, our health. And there's nothing more important than our, our own body and our own health. If you don't have your health, you know, when you look at the, the pyramid of needs, it's your health is, is foundation. You need that. And um, they, if they're going to try to control that, they're going to control every aspect of our lives and we need to take that back and we need them and we need to do it united. We need to do it in mass. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. What I really love about this documentary you did, well, there's a couple things, Sarah, first of all, it's only 11 minutes long. It's not filled with a whole bunch of medical jumbo mumbo jumbo. It's not filled with it's no conspiracy theory. It's just a simple layout of facts and you actually just leave the decision up to the other person. You don't really take a strong position in this personally. You just lay out the facts. And I think your position is is laid out by the facts. But, but. Well, that's what, yeah, because of the three conditions that need to exist in order for um, the additional you know, shots to be needed, these three conditions need to exist. And if they don't exist, then it's just not needed. And that's what I want to get across to people. And for people should be demanding these safe treatments, affordable treatments. We, we shouldn't be in a situation where we're being brainwashed into doing something that's against our what's good for us. Or we're being pressured with fear to go in a direction that is really not healthy for us. Yeah. And you ask why are they doing it? You know, that's the million dollar question, but they have been very forthright in the great reset and COVID being the initiator of the great reset. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, they're very open and very clear about that. So now the question is, what do they mean by the great reset? And you know, it's all these real fancy things, but they came out with something too and said, you will own nothing and you will be happy. That's their slogan. Literally, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I mean, even a child needs to have their own lollipop. You know, I mean, it, <laughs> right? Like, you know, and you know, as a parent, you always knew that your child needs to have certain things that they feel is theirs so that they can negotiate and grow. It's just a human condition that we. And as you grow older, you feel that you don't, you'll share more and stuff, but you still need things that are, that you can control that are, um, that are yours. You know, I just have the most interesting thought, Sarah, Jesse, 
because we're talking about our body and what the intentions of, you know, some of these things are to our bodies, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Are they including our bodies in that statement? That is a powerful thought. Which sure seems like it, right? Sure does. And 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 the thing that's even more disturbing is your mind. Yeah. Because the one thing that during the uh, Renaissance, you know, the Reformation is the one thing they said is nobody, and this was a big um, evolution of humanity, is that no one can control your mind. You have control over your own mind. And that's where the freedom of religion came in, because they would just slaughter people over what religion they were, and they'd go from back and forth. And people said, they finally realized and evolved and said, you have power over your own thoughts and your own mind and leave people alone. And, and it was amazing how, how that reduced the conflicts enormously. Well, and I, go ahead. You brought that up. Um, you know, even more powerful than your body or your mind is your will. So is mm-hmm. that really what they're taking from us is our will. These are very interesting questions. And, you know, just to, to Sarah's point as well, uh, you know, having the free mind and of course the freedom of religion, freedom to worship your God, but so many people have literally handed over their intellectual rights to only receive propaganda from tell a vision. Or from, yeah, certain uh, media propaganda. I call it propaganda media because it's become very clear. There's just a, uh, a woman who was a award-winning journalist on one of the southern border states covering the crisis at the border. And I think it was Fox 10, maybe it was Fox 5. Um, but she just quit after 20 years uh, and really a highly respected journalist saying, I can't lie to people anymore. I, I got to tell them the truth. And I, I think when people realize journalists, they come out all, um, you know, starry eyed, they don't know the truth at first, and then they get demoralized and, and then it takes courage to get them out of that system. And we need, we need more courageous people like her and to just tell the truth. Jesse's a courageous person. So are you, Jeff? I mean, we, we have to have the courage to just tell the truth because you can't, you can't evolve. You can't have love. You can't have healthy relationships without the truth, right? I mean, yeah. The truth shall set you free, I believe, was a a popular quote. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems so basic. You know, they've they've tried to make fun of it and call people truthers. It's like, well, (laughs) what? what, Better than a liar. Yeah, I'm like, well, why is that even negative? What is, what are you if you're not a truther? <laughs> yeah, but everything's upside down. You know, I, I'm bad. That means that's supposed to mean good. Like, it's just like, it's insanity what they're doing. The psychological warfare is absolutely incredible. And they, I think they depend on the naivety, people being naive in order for them to get away with what they're getting away with. And so the less naive people are, the less they're going to get away with things. And they keep people naive and they, you know, dumb down. I don't know if it's the right word. It's as much as shield them from the truth and keep them naive and then talk to them like we care about them. And so when people feel that the government or the media is lying to them, they feel betrayed as if you're almost betrayed by a parent. It's very disturbing and traumatic. 
And so it, they do not want to admit that somebody that they respect and something they see as like a parent figure can possibly not, you know, can possibly harm them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so that's the psychological hurdle that we're trying to get over. And I don't know if, I think there's a group of people who will never get over that hurdle. Yeah, you're right. There's there's a group of people who will never get over it. You know, they've just trusted the news for all their lives and they don't realize, you know, what's behind it, who's running it. You know, there's only six corporations and they're pretty easily controlled. But we, Jesse and I have come up with a way to combat this, Sarah. We've started the Shepherds of the Sheeple Army, the SOS Army. And so we're going to engage the SOS Army with this documentary, and we're going to get it out to as many people as possible. Oh, yeah. I just so much appreciate it. We've got an army of volunteers that will just get it dispersed. Well, and I, I just so much appreciate it. You know, and I, Jesse and I have talked before about the Lord's Army is us. Mm-hmm. And um, it couldn't be any more true, right? I mean, we have to be that army and that. He has to be able to work through us. Absolutely. He, he calls us. He just wants to know if you're available. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank well, you so I, much I for sharing this. this. And I, I think this, you know, as people watch it, it certainly is not disappointing. And, um, you know, I'd encourage people not only to watch it themselves, but it's very easy to, you know, no matter where somebody's at in this process, you know, whether they're asking questions or they've got a particular viewpoint or not, it's it's a, something that's easy to share that won't offend, you know, it, it's presented very well. So I would encourage people to share it. Yeah. And share it with your loved ones, your family, your friends, like, you know, and that's why we're putting in this format. It's going to be easily downloadable. It won't take much space. It's only 11 minutes. And so, you know, you can get your grandparents to listen to it you know, get everyone to listen to it and then ask them to share it with a couple people as well. Give it to them, let them share it. So right after this, we're going to be putting it up on Podbean. Now I had, I had a meeting with the executives at Podbean and they assured me that they will not censor. The only censorship they will give us is we don't penetrate the wall of China. (laughs) (laughs) We won't do that. So maybe so not today. <laughs> so we're gonna oh, we're gonna certainly put it to the test. But again, there's nothing offensive in this. There's nothing conspiratorial. Uh, it's just really well laid out material, and and it's easy to listen to, which is important because you know a lot of people will shy away from medical stuff. I don't want to hear this, and that, but it's not really like that. Right. It's just a step by step really asking some questions and then presenting a few numbers and facts and it's super well done sarah congratulations and thank Thank you you. for doing this for the world thank you so much and thank you for helping to get it out i really i really appreciate it anytime yes (laughs) well listen sarah we'd love to have you back and maybe on a happier note but this one has to be urgent and we do need to get it out i listen i just had my like my best friends line up for this and and my second set of parents went last week and i know i know and you know these are people and once it's in it's in i don't think there's any getting it out you know although i do have some some people like sherry um edwards 
She's looking at people who have their vocal prints before they got the shot and after. We're trying to figure out um, how it's changed them. And uh, she's going to also then figure out if there's solutions to reverse if anything happens. So I know she's one party group that are doing that and there's some other groups that are doing that because they're very concerned that there could be some long-term effects and then what do we need, what, what can we do? And so um, they're already getting ahead of that game. I, I, I'm really glad there are people doing that because without that, and even them doing it, it could be pretty scary, but at least they're focused on it and they're doing their best. Well, yeah. someone's looking at it and you know we can only hope for a positive result because I think you know, in time when you know, results speak because they're measured over time. Uh, I think there's going to be some regret with people who have done this, especially the younger folks. Look, if you're in your 70s or 80s, I don't know what to say, but, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's a good thing for those people. I don't know, but it's uh, it's not something I would do when I could spend 20 bucks. Right. And I hope we're all wrong, right? I hope our worries and our, our fears are unfounded. But uh, there's just so much evidence, you can't ignore it. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Well, you've been listening to Right On Radio. Listen, I'm going to post the link in the description box because you're most likely you're watching this on YouTube. The link is going to be in the description box. I'm also going to put Sarah's website there in case you want to visit that because she has a ton of great articles on there. And really, this is someone I follow, so I highly recommend you follow as well. And of course, we're going to have our standard links there. But you definitely don't need to go to the Podbean link. And I'm going to link the episode. Go there right away. I'm not going to put a lot of preamble in front of it. You're just going to get the documentary. And that's it. So get out there. Get it done. Spread it. And then to ask your people that you show to spread it forward. You've been listening to Right On Radio with Sarah Westall, Jesse Zaboter. My name is Jeff. I am the Shepherd of the Sheeple. We'll see you tomorrow on the broadcast. Remember, love your God. Love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community by spreading this documentary. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.